you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on Stitcher, iTunes, and NFL.com/slash/sheck. Back from a splendid time in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, wonderful times, personally and professionally, because rocking around the the draft is always exciting and got to catch up with some old chums and my sister and all that sort of stuff. You don't care about what's going on with me. Don't jive me. You want to know what I think. More importantly, you want to know what the man seated to my immediate left. He's been with us all through the spring leading us up and telling us what we need to know in front of the draft. It is now completed. Let's kibitz with them now about the winners, the losers, what this is going to mean for the 2015 NFL season. It's Bucky Brooks. What's the poop, fella? What's going on, Sheck? I don't know why you can't match my energy, Bucky. Didn't you hear like I was enthusiastic? You go, what's up? I give you a big lead up like that and you just... Trying to save it. Okay, all right, all right. Trying to save it. Fair enough. You're a pro. You know what to do. You don't need a pep talk from me. Um, oh, also, we have to dig in on a little uh, NBA action. I know producer Black Tie behind the glass is chomping at the bit to weigh in on that. Black Tie, though, did you have a good time in Chicago, Illinois? Fun times in Chicago, kind of cold, but the draft was fun. I'll it was cold that town. Thursday night when we were running around. There was nowhere to hide from me in Black Tie. Boy, it was mm. really, it was nasty right by the lake. You, you found a good spot in, in the midst of like eight cold cheerleaders, though. Yes, I did, Bucky. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I was uh, there. But you know what? They stopped buying at yours truly first. 
<laughs> I just want you to know. I don't know what you're I mean, implying there. It sounds just a saying, little creepy. Just I did see uh, oh. one of the cheerleaders tweeted that damn shit. Yeah, that's right. Did, so did, did any of the Colts cheerleaders tweet to you, Buck? No. Oh, they they tweeted out. No, they all the the entire gang tweeted back at uh, me, they, they sent, and they several sent. of them followed me. Oh, we uh, had I mean, such fun with Dave. And yeah, I, yeah, but I I got a photo. Oh, good for you. I got a photo. Yeah, they, don't, uh, they, they do that. They do that for any show. Oh, any, any, anybody. Yeah, they'll do that. Yeah. They don't tweet it like, what a good time we had. Hey, <laughs> see you at the Super Bowl, we hope, Dave. You wow. know? You know? Yeah. Met up with the Cowboy Girls, too. Oh, I didn't I didn't see that show. They also like me. Yeah, oh, they, they like me quite a bit, too. Cowboy. Um, all right, so let's get into it here, Buck. What do you think about – by the way, did you enjoy Chicago? I love Chicago. Did you have deep dish pizza? I did not get around to it. I tried to. The line was too long. Was it Giordano's? Uh, well, there are many of them. <coughs> I think that's where I saw by Giordano's. It was too long. It's I, something. I is this a thing that a lot of people, you know, here in Los Angeles, here at uh, NFL Media, who hadn't been to Chicago, were debating, well, do do you know, which is the best? They, they asked me knowing that I had lived there for um, during my 20s, so they solicited my opinion on that. And, uh, you know, I, it's something I guess you have to try. It's one of those things. But it is not something that people who live in Chicago year-round are eating once a week or anything like that. It's more okay. a tourist thing. So it's not a, it's not essential that you have that. It's not, you don't have pizza like every... every no, because pizza is, correct me if I'm wrong, if, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, you could only eat one kind of food for the rest of your life, what would it be, Bucky? Jeez. There really is only one answer to it. It's pizza. <laughs> why? Why is it the only? Well, one? give me a give me an alternative. I don't know if I necessarily have one. Black tie behind the glass. Can you volunteer anything? There's nothing you're gonna be nothing, satisfied nothing by else. forever. I don't know if I want pizza every day of my life. I guess if you said sandwiches. Mm. Oh. But wouldn't you get tired of sandwiches? Even if I allow you a to have pita chicken. bread. Even if I say you, chicken, could, I, I thought chicken, but I didn't, chicken. I didn't want to. I didn't want to play the stereotype. Like I was trying to. I'm not talking sticks. about. <laughs> no, no, you're you're getting. What did you just say? Fried chicken drumsticks. Drumsticks. Uh, I'm, now you're just what, get, breaking down what, what, pieces what, what, of a what parts piece of, of chicken? a chicken. What piece of chicken are you? I like the dark meat. Hmm. That's my way. Yeah. yeah so I as a as a child. I only knew the way of the white meat. <laughs> now, given a choice, I always go dark. How about That's you, That's the way Mike? to go. Um, I'm a jumpsuit guy, always been. It's a privileged life. Like, you don't have to struggle with the bones and stuff. You just, just rip it right off. Yeah, but, well, yeah, I mean, but I I'll take over, a thigh. I moved over wing. more towards uh, chicken wings. Yeah, I like, I like a good spicy wing. I, didn't, I haven't eaten do you know, those. Do you, know, do you know how to eat a flat properly? What do you mean? A flat. Yeah. Like yeah, a flat. the two boner? Yeah. There's a way to do it. Instead of the one boner, the one boner is is self-evident. It's a mini drumstick, but the two boner, yeah, you. I know how to do that. Yeah, you, you split pull. it, split it. Yeah, you take that off. Take a little. Uh, no, you hold it by one end and you pull the whole thing off with your teeth. No, no, that's one, not the way to do it. I, I, let me tell you something. Okay, go please tell me what what, well, what I need to, to know. Well, you have to bite off the little like wrap attendant and hose the two bones together at the very top. Just qu- quickly mm-hmm. split it up with your two hands. Eat one side just like completely easily, and then use the other one just swallow it, and you're done. Swallow. I don't, your explanation. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like. hard to do without you know. Taught visuals. me nothing. All I but can tell you is grab it by one end, put your. You don't get around all. It, you don't get all of it. Well, yeah. I do, and let me tell you uh, as proof how I know that it works. 
because when I was matriculating in Bloomington, Indiana, there was a place, I think it is, you know that, you see all the commercials now, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, where they, you know, the, they turn on the sprinklers in the game to make overtime. Buffalo Wild Wings overrated, by the way. Well, it used to be, thank you, now they'll never be a sponsor of this show. Terrific. <laughs> now, the, I think it is the same place that used to be named BW3. It is BW3, yeah. It is. Yes. BW3 Buffalo was in Wild Bloomington and, and Cincinnati and Columbus, I think. And a couple of places just in Ohio and Indiana. And so I, I think there were eight locations nationally. And they were all, like I say, in a couple of states. And um, there was every Monday night during fun, uh, uh, during Monday night football, they would have a wing eating contest. And you would have to sign up and they would have to draw your name. And as luck worked out, my name was drawn the, uh, <laughs> in the first round once. And you had to eat. 50 wings, 5-0, in 15 minutes or less. Ooh. Daunting, it seemed. And so it was because I barely finished 14 minutes and 45 seconds to eat the 50 wings required. I did it, though, and that was just good enough for me to advance to the second round. Now, in the second round, it was 70 wings in 20 minutes, here's the thing. Here's what a champion does, Bucky. This is the thing that you go to your combine, you assess players, what they can do, but that's just in a vacuum. What matters is who rises when thing, <laughs> when something's on the line. In the second round, now you understand, I said 14 minutes and 45 seconds to eat the 50. I ate the 70 in 14 minutes, 35 seconds. <laughs> I ate 20 wings 10 seconds more quickly than I ate the 50. Why? Because it was the playoffs, Bucky. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Now in the regional finals, whoever won that got to go to like, I think one, like uh, you competed in, the in uh, you know, amongst whoever each uh, locale presented. And I think the, the prize was like a Super Bowl trip or something like that. It was as many wings as you could eat in 30 minutes. And they and they don't let you jive with the eating it because it's the they, they weigh the wings so they make sure that you're not like taking a bite and like making it look more eaten than it is. That was too much for me. When I walked in, it was really it was a bunch of middle aged slovenly fellas, and I realized, all right, I think you've made your point, Dave. You know, you've you've shown everybody that you are a champion. <laughs> so you tap you tapped out. Well, what I did was I I ate twenty five just to you know satiate my belly. They were free after all. <laughs> and then, uh, then I parted wings. If you guys want to talk wings, we can talk wings. I don't want to talk wings. I want to talk about the draft. Quick question about BW3. You know why it's, it was called BW3? Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck. Wedges. No, it was Weck. It's not – it was – It wasn't – what? Apparently it was – I like, I like black ties. <laughs> black ties the best. I thought it was wedges. Bucky. I like that black tie breaks yes. in with a piece of trivia that is inaccurate. <laughs> that he doesn't nope, know. Nope. It was, uh, uh, I tell him the correct answer. Nope. Wedges. Nope. That was Where would I come up with the word whack? I don't even remember what. It I think it's whack. a kind of bread. I think it's lied to me. I thought it was wedges. <laughs> Let's call it beat up three. Good, uh, good piece of trivia, though, just yeah. the same. All right, now can we please talk about the draft? Yeah, Chicago. So anyway, yeah, pizza is the correct answer there, and chicken is a beast that you would want to eat. Black tie. That's it. Uh, of course, that's a different question. I'm talking about a style of food. Pizza is, you know, is a is a creation of a number of ingredients that produce the final product. A sandwich, there's a lot of latitude there. You could have turkey one day, you could have roast beef the next. But I still say, Bucky, that you would get tired of that. Cold cuts, and or even if you could heat them up, 
Yeah, I would, I would want Coca. So, I mean, maybe maybe pieces. Pizza, like, but you maybe. wouldn't be able to eat. My ultimate point is, and then we'll move on, is you couldn't eat Chicago-style deep dish pizza every day of your life. Mm-hmm. You could eat flat pizza for the, forever, forever, from here to eternity. That's that's my bottom line point to you. Um, all right, now let's talk about it, Bucky. Let's jump right to the end of it here. Everybody's doing their grades. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. When you grade a draft, what you're really doing is either validating your opinion that you had before <laughs> the draft, like, well, that those teams didn't follow what I told them, so they get a bad grade. <laughs> I told them they needed to take this wide yeah. receiver in that spot. They didn't, so I'm D+. plus. Now that team made a savvy in fact that guy fell to them and i was high on that guy so they get an a for making that savvy there there is something to to that because really what are we grading them on are we grading them on the execution of their draft process when we don't know what was on the board Mm -hmm. are we grading them on picking up value picks that happen to fall to them it's really a hard thing I, i really struggle when i have to put grades on people because i do try and look at the process and look at what the needs were and what the composition of the roster mm-hmm. is. But in reality, executives would tell you the draft is just a small piece of the off-season puzzle. Um, you use free agency, you use the draft, and then you use street free agency to really figure out if you can fix all the holes on your roster. And so you try and when you're looking at free agency and the draft, you're trying to see where the holes on my team, which pool is deeper where should we go? And so yeah. that's how you make that determination. Well, you know, everybody, obviously, I love reckless speculation as much as anybody, perhaps more than anyone. But, you know, when you talk about – we all sit around here once the season starts and make our picks on Friday or Saturday. I think this team is going to win. But then you revisit it on Monday, and you have the results, so you know if you were right or wrong <laughs> about that. The, the draft is different than that. You – in front, predict who they're going to take, and then we still we don't have any results now. We just know who they pick. We don't know if it's right or wrong until they start playing, and we see how good these guys are. But people, people, oh, I love this draft. How do you know if you love it? Except that you had your preconceived notions of who these players were. Absolutely. I like I said. Speaking of food, I uh, I think I said this on Twitter that it's sort of like. Draft grading is sort of like sitting in a restaurant and looking at the table next to us and you hear that, that the person next at the, at the other table ordered something and you say, oh, I love what that guy ordered. And, you, and you, you've never tasted it. How do you know if you, it just sounds good to you? That's all. You decided that that's what they, – oh, they ordered what you ordered. Therefore, that guy ordered well, but neither one of you has tasted it yet. Yeah. Anyway, the yeah. metaphor is getting lost. And uh, now I want to talk about um, cut and dried as close to fact as we can get. Who wins, Bucky? What What is winning in the NFL? Making the playoffs. Only one team gets the Lombardi. But if you get to the postseason, most every NFL team feels it was a successful season. What team do you feel? Or teams. It could be several. I, I In fact, I think there are several teams out there. Let's start right here. What teams that were not in the playoffs last year will now make a legitimate run as a result of their draft picks? Just a result of the draft picks. Well, no. You know what? Let's off-season. do the whole offseason. Whole offseason. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to make the playoffs. Ooh. I think the Buffalo Bills have all the pieces in place to make the playoffs. I know there are questions about the quarterback, whether it's Matt Castle or E.J. Manuel, even Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I just think they're constructed in a way that the quarterback takes a backseat. It won't really matter what he does as long as he doesn't turn it over. Mm-hmm. Their defense is lights out. I love what they're doing offensively. I think Greg Roman would get back to being um, – 
the run game guru that he was his first three years in San Francisco. I look for the Buffalo Bills to be a major, major factor in the AFC this year. Well, I mean, we talked about it last week. And by the way, Handsome Hank isn't here. He's on vacation this week. But Handsome and I talked about it last week in front of the draft. I'll tell and you know, as we assess, you know, be winners, losers, and all that. One of the biggest losers in this draft to me is Tom Brady. I mean, he that that old man is mm-hmm. is gonna be playing in a division that he does not recognize when he gets back out on the field. Six games against that Bills defense with Rex Ryan, who has always known how to terrorize him, and as good as the Jets' pieces were four years ago. I would say that this Bills defense is going to be superior, yeah, given this, given the quality of the individuals, right? Yeah, this Bills defense is outstanding. And you talk about Tom Brady really losing. Yes, you've given Rex Ryan the full complement and arsenal of people to throw at him. So he finally should be able to knock him around and get home. And remember, a bunch of their games have been within three points. So a lot of the games have been going down to the wire. Now you give them an offensive advantage. Yeah, they should. I mean, they they certainly should have an opportunity. So you like the Bills, what they did a little bit better than what the Jets did. I like the Jets. I think the Jets also I, had a dynamite. I think draft. I think the Jets are outstanding. I think they did a great job of you know really sticking to the premise of what so many executives talk about: take the best available player, regardless of position. They didn't need Leonard Williams when they took him at at six. Like he's a guy that plays anywhere. Inside, well, how do outside. you use him? Because I've had this conversation with a few guys like you, and there's a difference of opinion, not in that Leonard Williams is going to be great, but people say, well, he's really best if you use him in the three technique. or you know. But guys like you say, oh, you can move him all over the place. That's why he's going to be so diabolical to contend with. Yeah, I think you can use him in a variety of, of, of areas, positions. Uh, I would say he probably can play from the one all the way out to the seven, the one technique being a shaded nose playing on one side of the the center's uh, shoulder, depending on how you see him. I think he really is ideally suited to play either a three or a five technique. The three technique sets on the outside shoulder of the guard. The five technique sets on the tackle. And I think with Leonard Williams, he brings so much versatility to the table. He can play on rundowns on the inside. He can go outside. He can come – on, on sub package and be your interior pass rusher to surround him with Muhammad Wilkinson, Sheldon Richardson. I mean, they can have scary combinations on the field. And one thing we know about Ty Bowles, he's unafraid of dialing up big pressure. He's not afraid to put his guys in one-on-one. And why wouldn't you with Antonio Cromartie and Darrell Rivas? Now you're talking about having to deal with a defense that really attacks you from the moment the game starts to the moment it ends. I love what they're doing defensively. You know what's funny about that? I I don't want to jump in on this the way I did. I I I uh there was a friend of mine in college who we used to call pool boy cuz he would with girls. He would meet a girl that he liked and if she said, "Oh yeah, I'll go out with you" or whatever, that he would just dive in. He wouldn't even see if there was water in the pool. He was just <laughs> all in on whatever. Oh, she's the greatest woman. Oh, settle down, man. You just met this person. Relax a little bit. I think I was a little bit of a pool boy last August because I looked at the Niners offense specifically and the yeah. Bears offense specifically right. and said, well, these they how can they not be dynamite? How can they not be top five offenses given what they're going to have out there? Now on the defensive side, it seems to me, well, the Jets are going to be disastrous to play. I mean, how, they, how's, how are you going to score points against them or the Bills? And uh, give me a reason to not be just over the moon positive that both of those teams are going to be uh, the only reason that those two teams can't win double digit games both 
is because the Dolphins should be good, and the Patriots are obviously going to be good. And yet, collectively, divisions have a habit of rising and falling together. You know, as we talk about a lot, people scoff when I say in August usually, I think there are going to be three teams making the playoffs from this division. Well, what's the likelihood of that? It just works out that way all the time yeah. because of schedule strength and otherwise. Right. But anyway, what, the Bills and the Jets just seem, you know, especially you throw Revis and Cromartie back there, the holdovers are, you know, the returnees from that great Ryan defense, and now all these other pieces up front, they just are going to be a, a disaster to deal with. Well, I think what we're seeing in the league is shifting back to a more defensive-minded focus. For years, we've talked about the quarterback and everything is about the quarterback as a quote-unquote quarterback-driven league. I think what we're seeing, decision-makers and coaches are hitting the reset button on how they're building their teams. What we know to be true, the teams with the best defense typically are playing late in the mm-hmm. regular season and also in the postseason. Seattle has been a team that's been a prominent contender in the league because their defense carries water. Marshawn Lynch runs the ball effectively. And then you have the X factor of Russell Wilson making plays. Uh, When I look at San Francisco, they were built around their defense and the running game. That is the long-term sustainable model for being able to be a perennial team year after year after year. If you're not one of the four or five quarterbacks in this league, you, know, you have to build it around your defense, your running game, and play complementary football. I, you know, it's an interesting thought, Buck, that, you know, and it's, we've batted it around a ton here over the over the years, the idea of Just elititudinous QB, but the, this idea of, like, that that's the key, it, it is great, but there aren't very many of them, so this thing of, of coveting one every year, it's it's nearly impossible to come by one of these four to six guys in the league that, that satisfy that. And but but by the way, it, even if you have one of those guys, Tom Brady hurts his knee in in uh, what was that? Ought nine, ought eight. He hurts his knee. That's the end of their season for them. Essentially, Peyton Manning stinks down the stretch because of whatever is going on with him. That's the end of that Broncos team. You're better served, really, to have that dominant defense in a way. Absolutely. Like that. Here's the thing. Here's Bucky. Before you get on that, sorry, but yeah, sorry, yeah, Black. To, to your point, though, isn't the last part of that equation having a quarterback with it? Like big playability, because I mean, I guess the Ravens are a team that fit that mold a few years ago, but they had Flacco who can just go off during the playoffs. Well, he would get hot during the playoffs, but even when you talk about Joe Flacco, when Ike Taylor was here, we both kind of said like he's good, but he's not great. A lot of the stuff with the quarterback is making sure you're setting your quarterback up for success. When you have a strong and dominant running game, he gets more opportunities to throw the ball outside versus one on one because people drop an extra defender in the box to stop the run. Russell Wilson's success stems largely in part because of Marshawn Lynch present in the backfield. When Marshawn Lynch is in the backfield, he creates chaos. He attracts a lot of attention. That allows Russell Wilson to face one-on-one on the outside, easier to complete those passes. When you're Aaron Rodgers before they got Eddie Laces, now you're dealing with too deep coverage, jamming the receivers on the outside. You can't push the ball down the field. You have a tough time fitting the ball consistently in the windows. That is why the running back, the running game is so important. And then when you have the defense, you now can tell the quarterback, put the ball in the freezer, meaning don't make any risky throws. Our defense is good enough to give you extra opportunities. Willie McGinnis and some of us around the building, we call it, it's complimentary football. 
you build your game plan both sides of the ball based upon the strengths of your team. So if we don't have a quarterback, we need to run the ball, and then on defense, we need to build up that defense to keep it low scoring so I don't have to put it in my quarterback's hand to consistently have to make big plays. That's but when we don't if, that, if that makes you competitive, though, does that make you a title contending team? Like, again, I think the Ravens. Yes! I, I, the like, encounter well, like, to that I, is black I, guys that Bucky, I told you. The t- what if he's you have... describing, well, the team is describing to me sounds a lot like the Chiefs, not this season, the season before. Oh, they I won, got news for you. The Kansas digits. City Chiefs are going to win won, the AFC West this you year, by double the way, digits, a but Do you we'll feel like that. that's a legitimate contender, though? Do you feel like that's a legitimate team? Oh, I think you can win that way. I think more times than not, you win the way. I don't think the black tie. The what the, the Ravens? What? Yeah, the, the same because the Ravens had Flacco, who had big whoa, whoa, playability. Whoa, 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 whoa! Like I don't be careful. He made some plays, but look, I'm gonna be honest with you about no Joe picks. Flacco and doing his time. Big arm with Baltimore. Yeah, big arm. But understand this: let's look at the numbers and let's look at his passing yards and those things. Whenever they try to make. Joe Flacco, the driving force of the offense, is struggled. Then at the end of the year, they readjust. Ray Rice will become the driving force, and then they will play back. I totally agree with you. All I'm saying is that that last part of that equation is that you also have to have a quarterback. Oh, you can't have a bum. That's I mean, you can't to, have a bum. The quarterback I, has to be able to make plays, but it doesn't have, have to be at least Joe Flacco. That's, well, you get, there is a cliff, yes. As I have described for five years now, the Sanchez cliff. You're in bad trouble if you are – Sanchez <laughs> is the cut mark. You cannot go – you can only go so far if your quarterback doesn't rise to at least a, a minimum standard, which is why I want to talk about another guy in the AFC South in just a second here. But to answer your question, Black Tie, if, if you weren't busy with your English Premier League nonsense on your computer <laughs> when I'm telling you Champions stuff on this League. show, I would tell – you would know this already. Out of the 15 Super Bowl champions in the 21st century, 11 of them, if my count off the top of my head is correct, they are they have been won by the so-called elite QBs. Brady with three, with uh, with four, Roethlisberger with two, Rodgers, Peyton, and Breeze with one apiece. Now the other teams that have gotten it done: the Giants twice, the Ravens twice, and the Seahawks were defense dominant. Now, there's some wiggle room. There's some gray area in that. But it also ultimately proves my point that the Steelers in ought five in winning that Super Bowl, it wasn't because Ben Roethlisberger was so-called, was one of the so-called elite-attitudinous QBs, but they were defensively dominant and could run the ball. Same goes for the Seattle Seahawks of two years ago. They were defensively dominant. Russell Wilson may or may not fit into that category for you. But, that, but even... In the and Tom Brady in his first Super Bowl championship, the year first, they get it done, that was all defense. Maybe even the first, first three. three, three out of four, like it, it was all. That was uh, about yeah. McGinnis and Brewski and Seymour and so different on. Different NFL guys, that's a different NFL. No, 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 it's not. You don't think you? No, think that, no not. not, it's not. Absolutely not. Because if it was in a today's game, NFL, all these passing numbers, I well, think that's a different NFL. What passing teams are winning Super Bowl titles? Packers. Uh, Pats. No, Pats <laughs> didn't win. Pats won this year because they had a championship caliber defense. That's well, correct. yeah, that's, but they, that's the same offense they had. They won because they had Revis, they had Browner, they could play defense. Now, before they had the same team, the same nucleus, they couldn't a, win it. You have to have all of the pieces in place: no. running game, defense, quarterback has to make plays. Even though you have an elite quarterback, he has to be supported. Like the problem in Denver with Peyton Manning. 
They still want to make it about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning wants to make it about Peyton Manning, but they won't win unless their team is balanced and it leans on the running game and the defense to make those plays. That's a great I, I wanna I wanna kinda bounce around. I guess we don't have to stay married to an individual division. But that uh, uh, that's one of the questions I really have been meaning to ask you for a couple of weeks now, Buck. Can a guy – I mean, I don't know how, how well you can get in Drew Brees' head or Peyton Manning's head, but that's a that's a, a major part of the equation if you're the Broncos or the Saints going into this season, which is, all right, well, we're transitioning. You know, your your best days are behind you, elititudinous QB. But how much is Drew Brees going to be willing to just turn around and hand it off? And how much is Peyton Manning – That was a, John Elway wins those Super Bowls at the end of his career because he's willing to seed – dominance to Terrell Davis. Are those guys, do you imagine both those guys are willing to be like, yeah, I'll sling it 20 times a game? It's hard. Let's go back and think about the great Dan Marino. At the end of his time, when Jimmy Johnson was there and they were trying to win, Jimmy Johnson was trying to do it in a more traditional, conventional fashion where they ran the ball. He had a tough time not slinging the ball like he's used to. In this game, we all have egos. Like, we talked about it with the Austin Rivers thing or whatever in basketball. Like, we all feel like we're the man. And quarterbacks in particular, because We've celebrated them so much that we make them above everybody else on the team, on the outside. And pay them that way as well. And we pay them that way. So we make it like, oh, it's all about the quarterback. And so they have a tough time reining that back in when it's time to say the best way for our team to win is to be a little more efficient. Let's be a little more balanced. Let's kind of spread the wealth and make sure our running game and some of these other parts are carrying the team as opposed to you dropping back and throwing 35, 40 times a game. It is hard for an older quarterback to continue to play at that level. Even Tom Brady, as great as he was at parts during the Super Bowl, he can't put it on his arm game after game, week after week in the regular season and in the postseason to win it. How and uh, so Bryce Petty now is considered a project, but you know, using the eyeball test. A couple things with the Jets too, by the way. I told everybody Todd Gurley was the right pick for the Jets. If Leonard Williams hadn't fallen to them, that is apparently who they were going to take. So, in a way, I consider that myself <laughs> half right on that one. Bryce Petty, too. I consider myself, Bucky, I don't know if it's quarterback whisperer because I don't talk to them. I don't counsel them. But I can tell you from a mile away who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. I've had my misses. All right. I said Jay Cutler was going to have a great year last year. He said he was going to be MVP. Get it right. That doesn't matter. But I told you five years ago that Aaron Rodgers would be the best in the game. And now now nobody argues that. Huh? (laughs) Really obvious, though. Oh, was it obvious five years ago? It wasn't obvious two years ago to most people. It wasn't wasn't that obvious. You know, there were questions. I told everybody the answer. It was more like two, three years ago you started saying that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I've been at the NFL doing stuff for five years I started saying that in December of my first year five years ago so I mean I was ahead of the curve on that one I told you everybody now loves Roethlisberger's way for all of his deficiencies but oh Dave you put him in the top five quarterbacks that's laughable now there's nobody who doesn't put him in the top five (laughs) and now hear what I have to tell you about Bryce he's still in the top five I love how he slings it who Roethlisberger No question. But At this point, five? is Peyton Manning and Drew Brees regressed? If five? you don't think Drew, well, let's have Buck answer the question. That's fine. But five? if you don't think Ben Roethlisberger, all right, go ahead. Let you take it, Buck. I know what Bucky's going to say. I know he has him in the top, top five. five quarterbacks in the league. Ben Roethlisberger's in there. Phillip There's no Rivers. doubt. Philip Rivers is in there. Uh, Andrew Luck is in the building. Uh, 
now we'll see with Russell Wilson. You've kissed him in there, what? Black Tie, but let's well, wait and see what he does. I, mean, I, think, finish. I, think, I think Russell has to be in the conversation. To be well, I agree. Sure. So, so you're Aaron kicking Rogers. out a few, like this three right now. So Brady, is Brady in there? Yes, of no, course. He's not, I don't Brady's think. not one of the top five QBs? I don't think he's one of the top Whoa. five. So who's your top five? I just gave you five names. Well, let's do it That's in not order. listing them, though, Bucky. If you're going to truly recklessly speculate, you have to really Reckless. go all in. Put your in. name on it's it, Buck. That, well, I like doing it. Who's the, your one? It's Aaron Rodgers. There's nobody who doesn't have Aaron Rodgers as number one. one. A-Rod has to be yeah. number one. Uh, By the way, as a fantasy tip, you know, here in Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck are going to be so much better than every other quarterback in fantasy. So we go A-Rod at one. We would go with Bucky is literally writing yeah, on the please. table right now. Buck, I love no, you. I in pen. Do it. A, a do it. At, I don't care. A-Rod at, a at one. I'm going to say please don't ben, Big Ben. Yeah. Big Ben number no, two in all Andrew the NFL. Buck, Buck, you don't have to kiss at, kiss up to this guy. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> Big because, Ben because, at two. Because here, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about quarterbacks. If, if we're going to list them in order. Quarterbacks who still get out of here with that paper in here. We our, our words aren't put down on a piece of paper to be tossed out as soon as we leave. These things are etched into stone. Not I want these. The, I want Bucky's the podcast top. Table. I'm going to etch in with my keys. No, I'm going to etch no. in my top uh, five quarterbacks. Rivers. All right. Rivers is three. Luck. Luck. Luck at four. And then Wilson. Huh. I, I like be what Bucky's something. doing, though. I like that Bucky's absolutely not – he's not going chalky. He's not, I, if it, I did that, though, you'd be outraged no, how ridiculous that I know Bucky knows what he's is. talking about. Well, right. no, no, like here, here's Apparently thing. I do, too, since I tell you in advance what's going to be, and then it happens. What, I mean, what, what hey, more do you need? Buck's essentially saying Big Ben's the second-best quarterback in the league today, and that's – I mean – and what? Well, on the strength on the strength of his on the strength of his ability to single handedly carry his offensive squad, I'm absolutely okay. cool with this. You know what? I like Here, I, I, I mean, I I, 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 I would I, now we could consider flipping Luck and Rivers. I think that's close. Like, I mean, I could put Luck over Rivers, Rivers over however you do it. Like, Luck is. I'd probably do that. Um, but Philip Rivers was really really good last year. I know. Like, I saw. Really, he was really really good. I know the year. last couple of years. Like, in fact. So. I mean, I'm okay with this list as that, but I'm, these guys right now are in their prime, playing at the top of their game, and they still have the ability to get it done. I feel then, bad for the longtime listener that I'm going to say this for the million and first time, but I'm going to say it. Only Roethlisberger and Rogers, and now maybe you know what? Now there's some young guys that maybe now you include in that conversation, specifically Luck and uh, Russell Wilson who, although Russell Wilson hasn't had to do it, so I can't put him in there, maybe Luck is now number three in this group. Of the guys who, if they don't have a good offensive line, the season isn't over. If you, if, if the Patriots had a crummy offensive line, they would have no chance going into the season. You know the Steelers and Packers will still win games with a subpar offensive line because of uh, their, their – and, and before all the Patriots fans blow me up, they have to go like – because on our thing, if you look at the stats – on Tom Brady, because I know it. And I'm a Tom Brady fan. I think Tom Brady's one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, based on what he's accomplished. After I text but, him what you said today, I mean, if he's you really look, If you look at the numbers, the crunch time numbers, two-minute drills, third down, all that other stuff, his numbers weren't great. They weren't up to the normal Tom Brady standard last year. And so because of that, he is coming down. Breeze, Manning, all those guys. I I do agree with you what you're saying there. You're not you're not giving him a lifetime achievement award, but isn't Big Ben too high? I would say honestly, Andrew Luck is probably. Did you watch him play last year? He's a better quarterback than Big Ben. 
no, like no, right no. now. See, Andrew, I think no, I think everybody right now. Here's here's what I would say. Everyone treats Andrew Luck with kid gloves. Andrew Luck is a really good player. Andrew Luck makes a lot of plays, but Andrew Luck also turns the ball over a lot. He forces things. He makes turnovers or whatever. And I feel like we give him a pass because we've anointed him as the next great quarterback. And he is an outstanding quarterback, one of the best that I've ever scouted when he was coming out of Stanford. He's everything that he was supposed to be based on that evaluation. However, we just need to temper those expectations and not necessarily rush him to the front of the class right away. And now let me say this to you also. Ben Roethlisberger's two best seasons are arguably his last two. He's, I mean, he's, he is playing at his peak. It's a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, he won Super Bowls previously, but, but, but I mean, yes, I mean what, the way he as an individual has played the last two years has been absolutely this gangbusters. Is so, this is so twisted, though, because what is his playoff record in his last two years? No, 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 no. See, now here, no the reason here. I'm asking that is because Sheck gets on Peyton Manning for having, oh, you have great regular seasons and then come playoff time, you're not doing anything. It's like you can't, you can't do that. Peyton Manning, Manning every – Almost every single one of his seasons in the NFL, he has been s- surrounded by a gaggle of firepower and has almost always been behind a good, if not great, offensive line. That's the difference. What are you talking about? Peyton Manning, the premise with Peyton Manning's teams is always, it all goes through Peyton Manning. The only way we win is with number 18, the sheriff, carrying us to the title. And he's, <laughs> he did it one time against Rex Grossman. That's the problem. Mean, it's a different philosophy in the way the team is attacking things. Bill Polian ag- acknowledged that, that maybe we went about it a little wrong. We made it all about 18. I mean, that, that Polian and Ursay, two of certainly Peyton's greatest fans, recognized that maybe we should have tried to spread the wealth a little bit across the field instead of making it all about this guy and what this guy needs to thrive, which is high-end receivers, good guy running the ball behind us. He's always I feel that. like a lot of like those high-end receivers became high-end receivers because of Peyton Manning. Well, like, you are wrong about that, I'm well, afraid. Some of those guys. Like, I mean, well, obviously I mean, did, did you have Reggie guys. Wayne was pretty Reggie good. Wayne, <laughs> Reggie Wayne, Marvin, Marvin Harrison, both were first-round picks. Guys like Pierre Garçon and stuff. Like, oh, that's uh, like, forget oh, Pierre oh, Garçon, oh, who's oh, fine, who's who's been oh, very I good in DC. Very too. good, but Pierre Garçon is not in the same category. Oh, no, I agree. I, I'm not saying he is, like, but it's like a huge difference. Yeah, he has. He's had two legit number ones in Reggie and Marvin. But what yeah. about Demarius Thomas? What about Eric Decker? What are you talking about? That's craziness. He's had Edge James, Marshall Falk. He goes I mean, he, to Denver. He has. He has some. He's had some nice surrounding weapons. We can talk about those other guys. How do you feel oh, about Matt Ryan? I think, I think Matt that Ryan, team might. I think Matt Ryan is right on the outside of those those top five. Matt Ryan is a really good player, and we can talk about he was surrounded by weapons or whatever. But Matt Ryan played really well last year and didn't have anything around him. And I, I agree with that. Their team was awful, but he plays the game. In fact, I would take Matt Ryan over Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I'd always take that right over Flacco. I would agree with that, too. Um, All right, so uh, to try and uh, focus it back to uh, draft-specific or sort of reacting. I love talking about it, too, obviously. Oh, no, you were going to talk about Bryce Petty. Well, what I was going to say is all this amounts to – oh, the thing about Bryce Petty is as – I don't know what it should – I'm not the QB whisperer, the QB identifier. Like, I'm I'm like the gold digger. Wait, that's not right. I don't want to be called a gold digger. I find it. I tell you where to look for it, and that's where it is. Bryce Petty looks to me like an NFL QB. He's got an NFL arm. I like his size. So what? So he didn't play in the right system. He'll learn to play in the right system. Two years from now, he's going to be a good one. Uh, It depends. I think a lot of the success of the quarterback 
stems from who the play caller is, who the play designer is, and how they go about calling the game. For Bryce Petty, Bryce Petty landed in the absolute right spot for him. And people will take me to task, and I'm fine. Chan Gailey understands the college game. He spent time at Georgia Tech. He's very familiar with the cutting-edge concepts that are being played in the collegiate game. He's implemented some of those things in NFL playbooks and game plans. Did it in Kansas City with Tyler Thigpen, ran the pistol, had success with that, in Buffalo. Ryan Fitzpatrick was a nobody until he goes to Buffalo and plays on the Chan Gailey. Plays well for about 20 games, gets a big contract, then he goes back to poop. But, however, Chan Gailey built an offense that allowed him to thrive. Did you just say he went to poop? Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like that. No, I just, I've never word. heard you say it. Well, I mean, you said what's the poop. <laughs> I, so like I feel that. like I could, I could say that. that I hear you. But what's most significant about that for Jets fans should be that it's the difference in quarterback style, too. It's not that he only can work with a certain kind of guy. He's adaptable, and that's the biggest challenge for NFL offensive coordinators because most NFL offensive coordinators do what? They aspire to be head coaches. How do you become a head coach? You ring up a lot of numbers, and you impress ownership with these fantasy football numbers. They're like, oh, this guy's a genius, so we're going to make him the head coach. So for an offensive coordinator to be adaptable says – He's willing to take his ego out the game. He'll do whatever it takes to put his team in a position to win, and he will help his quarterback flourish. Bryce Petty, Geno Smith, Chan Gailey being there would allow them to play at the best of their ability because he will take what they did successfully in college and put some of those things into play. All right, so now instead of just talking about the individual teams, how they improved, let's go all in here, Buck. Let's see if you're, we're going to recklessly speculate, let's do it. AFC East are the Patriots – going to win it are they going to emerge as a wild card from the east or will they miss the playoffs altogether because the jets the dolphins and or the bills are all on the rise the jets have geno smith the quarterback bucky likes him and did you just listen to the last five minutes That's, of what he said about uh, chan gailey i will say this is the year the patriots come back to the pack uh those defensive losses are significant Darrell Revis and Brandon Browner were huge upgrades over what they had. They have not replaced those guys with players that are on that caliber. Losing Vince Wilfork on the interior hurts. Um, I do not believe this team can continue to win solely dependent upon Tom Brady. And I just haven't seen them build or bring in upgrades to the receiver core, to anything, to allow them to sustain it. I believe this is the year that we bid adieu. To the New England and so what you're saying is the Buffalo Bills will be the 2015 East champions. Uh, I'm not saying that. Well, who's going to win it then? You said the Bills are going to be in the I playoffs. Like they are going to be in the playoffs. They can't be in the playoffs as a wild card team? They can be. So who's going to win the division? I said who's going to win? Who, who out I of think, that division? I you think, said the Bills. I think the two teams out of that division that will go will be the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Whoa! So the I Dolphins think, might win the division. I think the Dolphins can win the division. Oh my! What a this is bold. Now see, that's what I come for. We'll with, so so I got Miami and Buffalo in. That's bold, Bucky. All right. So we are you ready for bold? You want you want Damashek to match your bold prediction? Yeah. You know who's going to win the AFC South? The Houston Texans. But that's not bold. They 
That's bold. Why what are you talking about? Bold. They won nine games last year. You should see. You know the around the NFL boys. They won, they won you know Hans Zeus and Wessling and the they rest. They won nine games with four quarterbacks. They laugh at me. They laugh at me when they I say four that. Quarterbacks and won nine games. Check. We all laugh at you, man. That's okay. So AFC South. No, with me because okay. I'm delightful. But that's not. That's neither here okay, nor so there. Okay. So AFC South. We're gonna say Houston's going. I think the Texans are okay. going to win that division. And, you know, clarifies. Here's what they keep saying. Here's what Chris okay. Wessling uh, – here's I'm what okay the esteemed that. Dan Hanzoos and Chris Wessling say to me when I say, I think that team is loaded for Bear. And they, they say, are. yeah, but who's playing quarterback? Here's my answer. One, Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett would be fine. I agree. But let's say that I'm wrong about Ryan Mallett and it's Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer, who learned from Bill O'Brien up in New England – Brian Hoyer, who had zero weapons in the passing game a year ago and still three-quarters of the way through the season in Cleveland, had that team in playoff contention. Uh, Do you think if he moves down to Houston and is throwing it to, to uh, Hopkins? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that on Hoyer. I would put that more on their defense. Okay, yeah, but I'm saying that it, it's – He won't mess it up. I would say this. That's the point. Like right, you said about the Bills with Matt Castle. That's my point. I'm he just saying that he up. won't be the reason they miss because he makes some atrocious turnovers. Right, I say it's Ryan Mallett, though. Dan Wessling and these guys, what makes you so hip on this Ryan Mallett? Did you watch him play in the SEC? It's he was terrific. He had some off-the-field stuff. He was naughty, and, and I don't mean he was doing – I mean, and there are degrees of what makes somebody a bad guy and get the red flags and stuff. His stuff, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm not being glib about it, but, you know, he liked to have his fun like a frat dude did, you know, with uh, – you know, he, he – yeah. He was naughty. I don't think he was, uh, you know. Uh, he wasn't a choir boy. I don't think he was a. I don't think he was a felon. Let's let me try to put it that way. Okay. That's well, even even in saying that, I believe Indianapolis takes a step back. But I, he's I got. But Ryan Malik can sling it like they, three they or four guys fine. only in the on Shaq, the face of the earth. Check. I'm agreeing with you. Okay. I'm just telling you because well, and this I, is for I'm everybody you, who doubts me. And I'm telling you, the Colts won't get in. Not even get to the playoffs. No, they won't get Bucky, it. this is an outrage. No Patriots and no Colts. To that point, they're, though, they're, they're not. Their defense isn't good enough. Speaking of around the NFL, those guys, their their point is saying, "Hey, the Colts aren't building the right way. They're stalking up on offense and ignoring the defense." So essentially, you're you're agreeing yeah, with that, Bucky? Not, yeah, they're not. They're not loaded. They're not going. Look, the league is shifting. We're going to see a shift. The running back is coming back in vogue. Physical teams. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the draft. People are loading up to have stellar defenses, to be able to play a rough-and-tumble style. Influence is a copycat league. Seattle has been a prominent team. Wow, what is Seattle doing? They're beating you up defensively, running the football. Even though they didn't win it, the ball was on the one-yard line, we could say that they would have been back-to-back. People take notice of that. Is Ryan Grigson, is he sort of not – I kind of feel like he hasn't done the greatest job. Is that fair? I don't want to attack the guy because he uh, I met him uh, I and he seems he like a delightful it. it's fellow. A, it's a hard job. I think sometimes when you're drafting and you, you're doing it, you have a, a mercurial talent in Andrew Luck, and you're trying to make sure you do right by him because mm. everything on the outside says, oh, you got to build around the quarterback. It takes a guy with strong conviction to say, okay, I have him. I'm not going to support him by getting him all these weapons. And so – they're looking, and remember, they were very successful being an offensive-centric team for decades under Peyton Manning. So it's hard sometimes to shift that because that's what Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, they're used to seeing their team play a certain The way. fans, yeah, might have a tough 
pivot to watch a, a team. Time. They have a tough time seeing them shift to like a, 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 a rough and rugged team. But I don't think their defense will be able to withstand what others are building in the AFC. I Listen, I'm pretentious about plenty of things, but I am not pretentious about my ability to divine who as a college prospect is going to walk in the door and be good from day one. But guys like you tell me Kevin Johnson from Wake is going to be a guy who walks in and plays corner, a, a starting cube, a starting corner spot there with Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Joseph and the best defensive player in the NFL and Whitney Merciless. And if Jadavian Clowney comes in and does something that talk about a devastating defense, plus the weapons they now have on offense, plus Arian Foster, if he's right, Boy, if I'm if I'm even anywhere close on Ryan Mallett, that team is going to be gangbusters. Sheck, you just said that you're not going to give the coach GM Ryan Grigson a hard time because you met him before. I I feel bad when I say I don't know if he's done a great job because I think he's a nice guy. What's a such a name dropper first of all, and that's like that's against the no jive rule. Oh, because I've met him before. I'm not gonna. I always, I never, I never shy from saying. I say, but I will also yeah. acknowledge. I think he's a nice fella. That's all. Nothing to do with his job, though. How about this, Bucky? Um, at we were talking to Dick Butkus. Oh, talking about offenses that can't miss, like in 2014. Uh, so Dick Butkus, I'm about to talk to the legend in Chicago. Throngs of people cheering everywhere he goes. <laughs> I say to Butkus, who was exactly how you would want Dick Butkus to behave himself. He was surly, kind of. <laughs> he was super sarcastic to me, and he was cracking wise the whole time. He was great. Um, so I said, I said, yeah, you keep your eye on the Bears. Do you care anymore at this point? Because he lives out in Malibu at this point from all of his beer money and his sitcom money. Um, I say, uh, do you say, oh, yeah, I watch him. I love watching him. He said, but last year was disgusting. It made me, I think he had a couple four-letter words mixed in there. That was disgusting what happened last year. I, I just hated watching the whole thing. Um, but as he, as Dick Butkus is walking up to me, uh, we see him from a distance. I say, you know who he is, though, right? Right, Black Tie? Black Tie doesn't know his <laughs> NFL history. You know, he grew up in another land. I, I let him off the hook for that. He said, of course I know Dick Butkus. And he says, Black Tie says, make sure you ask him about the steel curtain. That's not what I And I said, why no, would I ask him about embellishing the story? I said, why would I ask him about the, bl- the steel no, curtain? I added a couple of scenes, a couple of lines of dialogue. <laughs> I said, why would I ask him about the steel curtain? Because he, oh, he was on the steal curtain. He said, because he was on the steel curtain. Oh, man. And, the, and, and so then I laughed. And then when Butkus, and when we started shooting with him on camera, this is, uh, this is recorded for posterity, if you don't believe me. I, I uh, tell Dick Butkus, hey, Black Tie, my producer here, thinks you played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we pulled Black Tie on camera. He didn't think that was very funny. Black no. Tie didn't. No. Butkus thought it was funny. I didn't fun, think it was funny at all. <laughs> I was so not ready. See, already, I know you, though. Cause I but why did you I, think when I – why would I if, – if I if the premise is, well, he was on the Steelers, why would I not ask him about that? Of course I, I would like, ask I him like, about that. I was like, why that? are you asking me about Butkus? <laughs> You know, but um, it was just a, just a moment of madness, so to speak. And But you've totally <laughs> embellished your story, though. That I've not embellished a added thing. Added a few more characters. What did I change? Camera angles, 3D. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know what I changed in the story. Point is, you can talk about Ryan Grigson, even though you've met him before, name dropper. That's right. So what? Yeah. So I, now I just named Drock Butkus. How about that? And I met Mel Blunt and kibitzed with him. Oh, I'm sure also you love a great Mel time. Blunt. Oh, I talked to Mel about Ike Taylor and told him about how Ike Taylor sings songs about Well, you mean you, ra- you randomly went up to him and disturbed the man. That's right. So what? He had a big cowboy hat on. Boy, Mel Blunt, Luke Blunt looks like, 
Matt, right. Mel Blunt looks like he could walk out onto the field and play tomorrow. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's six foot four. He looks like. Uh, uh, you know, he's cut like uh, uh, Cam Newton or something. He's giant. I can't believe that that guy played cornerback in the NFL. Yeah, that's when, uh, you know, it's funny. My uh, They changed the rules. He was too yeah. good. They had to change the rules. My original receiver coach in Buffalo was Charlie Joyner. Charlie Joyner talked about playing in today's game. Charlie was like, man, I catch 50 balls today <laughs> in this league because I had to deal with the likes of the male blunts who could absolutely maul you and slam you and throw Michael you Haynes. Yeah. yeah, he just talked about it's a different league. And so Mel Blunt was such a dominant force that he forced the league to change the rules to help wide receivers get free. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, we'll wrap it up uh, quickly. Maybe we should do – then we'll, we'll, we'll see what we got to do. we got to figure well, out we, what we're we, going to we, do we in our – We've some quarterbacks. Before we wrap it up, I just want to get uh, Bucky's take here on his thoughts on uh, – Wait a second. Abiota in Tennessee. All right, that's think? fine. But I want to I, I get that too. But, yes, because okay, we're on the south. But we're talking big stuff here. We're etching this out. I don't want to let this go. Um so not the Patriots, not the Colts in the 2015 postseason. Are you willing to do the unholy triumvirate and say the Broncos also are going to be watching from home? Because I, I said earlier, and I believe it, I the could. Kansas City Chiefs are going to win that division. I said earlier the Chargers, but now I really like that Chiefs team, Bucky. I think Andy Reid. Let's so not hard. sleep on how good Andy Reid is. I think Andy Reid is a great coach. He was a uh, part of the staff in Green Bay when I was there. Outstanding mind is a great name dropper. Well, that was part of. Why don't you call him on being the name dropper? That was part of the story, though. That made sense. I felt like I felt like I needed to drop a name because you dropped a few. So I want to make sure that you know. (laughs) I I know people. You've been around. I know. I I know. I know a couple people. Um, He does do a great job. You know, the I name drop you by the way sometimes when you're not around, Bucky. That's okay. All right, cool. You probably name dropped me with the cheerleaders too. That's probably why they're so excited to see you, right? Not necessary. Not necessary. No. No, no, no. I just, I just, uh, I just made eye contact with them. That's all I never, ever need to do with the ladies, Buck. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Please do. So the Denver Broncos. Here's my thing with the Denver Broncos. Defensively, they have to play better. I like what Wade Phillips typically and traditionally does. I just have. I think Peyton Manning's a huge question mark. Yep. Because I. You don't get better. Like, at his age, he's 39 years old. Like, I understand that Brett Favre had that wonderful season that, that year in Minnesota. God, can can Peyton do another season like that? Like, I just – I don't see it, and I just don't know if this team will be balanced enough on offense and defense to be able to carry it. But I'm not willing to dismiss them. I kind of have them on the fringes. Kansas City, I would like to just see them play because – Alex Smith is going to take care of the football. They've upgraded their wide receiver core. By, but by a ton. It's, it's not like, well, you know what? They've, they've added a piece or two in the passing game. They had zero in 2014, <laughs> and now they have legitimate pass catchers. They, I mean, they have. They, they and they have them. one of the four or five best offensive non-QB players in the NFL, too. Or, or skill position guys. Let's put it How that about way. about Jamal Charles? Yes. He's a great player. Yeah. I, I like them defensively. Uh We'll see. Kansas City and San Diego are going to be certainly factors in the mix. You going to say know. it, though? I don't know. I mean, you've said enough already. You've already said the Patriots and the Colts ain't making the the postseason, so I, I'll, I'll let you off there. But I will say the Broncos aren't making it. Look at their look at their schedule coming up here. I haven't what? seen the schedule. So that's Demarius that's Thomas is, is dynamite all world. But, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is good, but Julius Thomas is gone. And is the offensive line going to be great enough 
to allow them to run. Think about the football. Think about Kubiak. You got your big football. thing with Coobs, you know. Coob wants to run the ball all the time. Is Peyton going to allow that to happen? I don't think he Is has he any be choice. Down? He, I think he understands. He watched the film. He doesn't have the arm strength that he needed. Uh, in Kubiak's system, being able to run the ball, it really make it easier, clear to reads. He can have shorter throws but higher gains. I'm still willing to bet – I think you guys are underestimating Peyton here, man. Because uh, to your point, I do think they're going to be a run first we're, we're team. Underestimating him. Yeah, I do think they're going to be a run first about? team. And I think Peyton Manning well, well, has. How the, are we underestimating him? Because you guys are kind of like, eh, I don't know. He's, he's an old man who couldn't throw the ball young, last year. Young greatest, Kobe. He's young Kobe. Greatest, it's just like Kobe. Strength, though. Oh, don't. The mental. Don't. Yeah, but like at some point. And thank you, Bucky, for invoking the the appropriate comparison. Kobe Bryant is Not one of the, the six or eight best players of all time. Doesn't mean Kobe Bryant is in the top 30 players in the NBA currently. Right. I, no, I, guys, but come on. This is like if we're having this conversation week 10 of last season. What, Peyton what, was what still putting up on godly numbers. Like uh, so by, week, by week 10 of last season, he was still on it. The jury's out on him, though. Everyone knows that he can't. So, right, and by the same logic that the Kobe Bryant come. I want you to understand this. It's a copycat league. So, everyone has seen how he struggled the last six games of last year. Which he was very likely hurt. I mean. Like Pacquiao was hurt. No, that's not the same. <laughs> he was hurt just like Pacquiao was that's, hurt. That's oh, so so far, I mean, so like, by the idea that he so well, by no, the man, idea that he him. was that he really was fundamentally hurt and that needed to be corrected. There's a reason why guys retire around this age because they bodies their bodies are breaking down. Kobe Bryant rips his Achilles, then he comes back, then he ruins his knee. I'm not. This saying, is the way things go. This, not, you think Peyton Manning's not gonna? Well, that's it. Well, good thing he put that injury stuff behind him. I'm saying there's got to give him benefit of a doubt that there's a chance. No, I don't. This oh. maybe this is last season, but this might be his last season. He's like, first like, time playing it, with a run first offense it, and uh, doing it very efficiently. Yeah, it is. Everyone understands it's not the, first the time. way that you it's deal with Peyton time. Manning is now he no longer has the ability to throw the ball outside the numbers, jam the middle and dare him to make throws outside. That's how the Indianapolis Colts played him in the playoffs, and he struggled. So what everyone does in the offseason, all defensive coordinators, they pick games they look at. So everyone's like, hey, you know, the Broncos, the Colts did a good job. Let's see that. So until he's able to show people that he can deal with or he has a counter to an effective diet of that, he's going to continue to see it. It's the same thing that people do with Colin Kaepernick and those other things. Once they figure out that you have problems with something, they're going to give you that until you show them that you now know how to answer the riddle. And so that's why with quarterbacks, quarterbacks always have to add tools to their game because defensive coordinators are always throwing new curveballs, new pitches at them, and they have to be able to adjust. That's why it's a huge difference between a starting quarterback and a backup. A starting quarterback has the ability to take his game to another level to find ways to answer those riddles. A backup, for instance, like Brian Hoyer, well, after we get enough tape on Brian Hoyer, we know exactly what he is. And then if he can't counter that, we're like, oh, this is what he is. He can give us a three, four, five-game burst, but that's it. So for Peyton Manning. All right, so that's let's, why let's on lay. The show. What type of quarterback would Damashek be? A terrific one. What do you mean? I'm a winner. Yeah. I got grit. Backup or starter. I got grit. Oof. This, this thing attached to my left shoulder is a hose. I, I mean, that, all you need to know is where I'm from. The banks of the Three Rivers, <laughs> where Marino, Jim Kelly. Oh, I talked to Jim Kelly. 
the other day, and wow, that was that was a terrific treat to talk to him. He's still, you know, I, he he's got a great sense of humor, you know, about all the stuff he's been through. I said, hey, like the rest of the world, been enjoying uh, watching you bounce back here, and he's like, I'm glad you enjoyed it because it was terrible for me. And I said, ah, I said, I'm really talking about the last few months, but he was joking around, and he still got a lot of Pittsburgh in him, but Montana, Unitas. Namath that I mentioned him, Marino and all the rest. Pit Damashek's also from Pittsburgh, so you know I can sling it. That's the one thing you know. I I, I don't know. I, th- I think you'd be a good game manager. That's I think. I don't very, like that. I think it's very important that we surround you with the right weapons, big body receivers, tall, because I don't think you'd be able to hit the strikes on all the time. I want some guy. No, I'm I'm there. erratic. But the main problem for me is as a quarterback. I think is Damashek audibles every time. Nobody I'm alive. nobody can ever teach. No no coach could ever teach me to to. Throw the ball with touch. All fireballs. That's the, that's the problem for me. All fastballs. That's a, that's the thing that they like. They're Dave. Come on, you got to throw it with some touch. I I can't do it. All I all I know is a hundred miles. All an hour. fastballs. That's the whole thing for me. Um. All right. We, we got a lot of things we got to figure out here, Bucky. Between now and the start of the season. Can we get some Mariota first, though. Yes. I want to figure out. Um. I want to figure out uh, Mariota. I want to talk about that. But that's not a playoff contender. I, w- I do want to have the Mariota conversation. Let's save that, though, Black Tie, because I think yeah. we've had a lot of good AFC talk here today. So round it out for me. So we say you're going to say the Broncos hold on and win that division. You say Dolphins and Bills. You say are you te- you're saying Texans are going to win that division. Obviously. Yeah, so Dolphins, Bills, Texans are division winners. Dolphins are the division winners. I don't agree with that because of the That's Philbin fine. factor. They've been at, at, they've been they've been in the mix at the end of November and then tail spun two straight years. Philbin had defense would be better. The defense would carry the team. Hmm. Okay. And Dominican well, Sue's addition is huge. I like where your head's at. I don't know if it's Rexy. I love the story there. Then again, I love uh, you know if the Jets turned it around. So I'm going to go with Rex two, with you. Three, too. four. So Cincinnati goes again as a division winner. Not again. Then what do you mean? That's not the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers were, are your 2014 champions. Yeah, but they've been to the playoffs four years okay. in a row. All right. So they so go, they go to the postseason. Yeah. Who wins the division then? They're, you're saying the Bengals are going to win the division? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like that. Like it's an obvious, like it's a given. Yeah, they're going to win that. You don't like Levy and Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben Roethlisberger? But That's I'm, not enough for you? But yeah, yeah, but I'm missing, I'm, missing, I'm missing Levy and Bell for three weeks, right? Or two weeks. How many weeks am I missing? Three them? right now. I suspect that they'll pull That's it back to two. Did you see what they played like when he wasn't there in the playoffs? Right, that's two games. That's two games, but uh, maybe three. All right, I hear you. I'm, I'm just asking you. And do, and but you and do. Then I, and then I still have questions about that defense. Mm, I think Jarvis Dude. Jones is coming. Uh, I think uh, Ryan Shazier is a lost season in 2014. We got a new play caller though. We got a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, I got we. I black tie. We got to get a Pittsburgh guy on here. One of those guys who can really break down for us what. Dick LeBeau versus Keith Butler, the new defensive coordinator who obviously has spent so much time with LeBeau, but there are differences. What will be the identifiable difference? You know they're not going to tell us. Not that it's not the Steelers won't, but guys who are close to the team. So and then, you know, Shaq, you, you might, man, because I'm looking. I love what San Diego did in the draft. I like Melvin Gordon teaming up with Phil Rivers. I like Denzel Perryman going on the inside, playing defense alongside Donald Butler. I think he – I talked was, to him. Manta Teo out. I know. We said we said here. <laughs> I, know, I just had the name drop that I meant. We, we, we said here. Bucky Brooks and I talked to Denzel Perryman a couple weeks ago, Black Tie. Just so you know, he seemed right. like a nice guy. Although he didn't seem too amused by me. No. No, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't play along. 
If they're long. I'm sorry. I don't like those green hats that the that they wear. I'm sorry. I don't like those. Uh, or were they orange helmets with the all green uniforms in Miami? I didn't like when they did that. At man, so San Diego. Man, he did like it. San and Diego, he didn't like me as a San result. Diego, San Diego and Denver. You have Kansas City. Yeah. I'll take Denver and San Diego. Okay. So San Diego wins that division. I will now issue my projections for the AFC. Your number one seed. I go all the way, Buck. I go with one, seeds and everything. Seed. I had the Colts as my number one seed. Now I'm not even going to put them as the division champs now. All right, you know what? It's too much to bite off right here and now. I'm going to say. Come on, Shaq. All right, it's tough. I told you the Chiefs are going to win that division. I told you the Texans will win theirs. The okay. Colts are still going to get into the playoffs, though. I believe that much. Um, I can't say the Patriots are missing the playoffs. I, I can't bring myself Why? to say that. But I will before. say the Bills will win that division. I'm with you on that. And then all that's left now is the AFC North. I'm not ready to issue an opinion on that. I can't because if I, if I say Steelers and I'm being a homer and I pride myself on being spot on three straight years, and Black Tie can attest to that, right? Didn't I say eight and eight and eight and eight and then first place in the AFC North last year? It's exactly what I predicted. That's exactly – I don't – Homer, what I want to see is different than what I think will happen. But I'm not ready – I don't know what I think just yet. I'm not ready to commit to the Steelers. Although, Buck, one thing I do want to hear from you on is Bud Dupree. Real quick. Bud Dupree, super athlete. Some would say he's a workout warrior. However, high motor guy. I got to play like four different positions at Kentucky. He finally settled in as one of those outside linebacker uh, guys that can rush the passer. I think he's going to put the pressure on Jarvis Jones. Jarvis Jones has to deliver this year. Um, if not, I think Bud Dupree is going, going to be their guy. But they have to get someone that can get to the passer consistently. That is what is missing in Pittsburgh. The fact that they had to bring James Harrison back. Doesn't well, say, doesn't say I, the, only th- the only thing I would say is Devil's Damashek, to your point, is that was old injury. You know, Jarvis Jones got hurt. He was playing fine until he got banged up there. They had Worlds on the other side. Lawrence Timmons continues to be He's among good. the most underrated guys in the NFL. Great player. Talk about speed. Then they have Ryan Shazier now. We'll see. I mean, it was a loss 2014. Yeah. That's, that's speed. You know what Pittsburgh lacked? I remember a couple years ago, was it Warren Sapp who said, oh, they're old and washed up, it's over for them? Age, yes, but the real thing was a lack of speed out there. They just didn't have a – in today's NFL, guys are moving at a, at a higher rate than ever before. Yeah, and Pittsburgh now has speed on defense. They do, but, they, man, they're missing – they're still missing some play, man. There are a lot of questions. Troy's not there. Ike's not there. I'm not saying those guys are still playing at a high level, but uh, there's something to having vets in the back end, and they got to replace those guys. We still hang – a lot of question marks. Cortez, William Gay, I mean, Mike Mitchell didn't play – as up to expectations based on how much they paid him. In fact, he stunk. A big year. I don't know, man. It's tough on the Steelers. All right. We'll see. All right, I'll issue my final opinion on the AFC North. We have like four months to figure it out before we have to commit to anything. Um, all right, Buck, you got to come back now because we got to do the NFC at some point in the next week or so, if yeah. you, unless you're going on vacation. And uh, the other thing we have to do that I really like where Black Tie's head's at, the NBA playoffs are underway. We got don't into give it away. A- don't give it away, guys. I think this is what you do. You tease what you're going to do. Someone else might do it first. And it's our idea. It's your idea. Yeah, so why would anybody steal it? I'm going to I'm going to talk about it right now. And we didn't even get to talk NBA ball here today, Buck, or the big fight. No, Black Tie's in such a hurry to get out yeah, of here. We have, we did talk about that ridiculous fight, which I'm so glad That's I didn't we're watch. Not talking about it. Instead, you know what I did watch? Game seven of the Spurs and Clips. And I, I you know what? I hail Black Tie. 
he said clips in seven. He called that one. So that's uh, a tip did of that. He, 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 he did. Uh, he did call that one. Uh, it was a home court. It was a home court series. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay with that. We he are, also thinks Chris late. Paul's on the Steelers though, so it's, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh boy, he was Still mad playing. at me. He was so mad at me for doing that. I, was just, I knew you. I knew you were gonna it. tweet it out. I figured you would tweet that out. I didn't. I didn't think you'd call me on camera in front of the in front of Dick and be like, "Hey, this Dick guy liked it." You. Dick liked it just fine. Um, but uh, so Black Tie wants to figure out. Remember last year we did the triplets, the best uh, NFL triplets. I want to do, or Black Tie, um, I should say, wants to do starring five. Not starting five, but starring five. Top heavy as it is. And, you know, curmudgeonly football guys will tell you, oh, it's about the whole roster. Yeah, I know. But fans like to talk about who has the most stars. So let's figure out the star power. Who has the five best stars per team in the NFL. The other thing, everybody, we just finished up all these mock drafts, you know, where this guy goes and that guy. You know what who about, won that, right? I want to do a draft. Who? You? Yeah. Did you win? I had eight straight. I had eight guys. Did you really? Yeah. Whoa. I had no idea, yeah, Buck. Right. Why don't you pat yourself on the back? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know how everyone scores that because some people will score, like, how many guys you get in the first round, how many guys are with the teams that you're correct, but in terms of Matching up, I got eight. I got to well, think of like Leonard Williams going six. That kind of like messed up everyone's board, right? No, I think. Well, I think yeah. the pick before that, Scherf to the yeah, the, the DC the is what that screwed the, up the, the whole. I, I said that in the moment. I said that there oh. goes everybody's draft. That was There's the no tipping point. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other thing I want to do is though, because we talk about coaches, obviously a fair amount. Not just head coaches. Let's do. Uh, maybe we'll just do two rounds. I don't even know if we can run that deep. But let's do a coaches draft. Let's draft the coaches in order. Let's just see who the Head coaches are. and coordinators. Yeah, coordinators too. Let's try to rank those out. So, maybe top so, 40, top so I mean, 50. 96 guys. Yeah, something like that. We'll figure that out. So we have that coming up. We'll talk about the NFC, how the draft looks, or really how the teams look going into the season now. Now that the 2015 rosters are more or less we've identified who's going to be on them now we can figure out we have to talk about Mariota got to talk about Jameis and I think he's going to be good from day one I'll tell you what though I'm I, in fact I'm guaranteeing it Jameis is going to be dynamite Marcus, in in September 2015 Marcus has potential he's not the typical body language guy no but I think he's going to he's going to be good get ready for a he's bust on that get ready for a bust on that one tell you know me. what Every time, unless I'm mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong here, Buck. Every time there is the debate, I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head, when there is that thing of which QB do you want? There are two guys that are clear. One of these guys is going to be the first pick, and they're both QBs. It's always one is great and the other one is bad. It's not like the one one's he's great, but the other one ended up being dynamite too. Yeah, the only time I was Is that right? Am I right uh, about that? I mean, love Peyton, three Tim, Peyton Tim, Couch, Tim Couch and Donovan McNabb. Tim Couch wasn't horrible. He got hurt. Yeah, but Tim Couch is a bust. I mean, but oh, I mean, he got hurt. All right, but he however he you want to measure it, he didn't have a good he NFL led career. To the playoffs. I understand, but he's well, but he's considered he to be a, a failure in the NFL. I, and I don't know him, and I've never would met you, him, so I don't mind it. saying that to you. <laughs> um, and I guess what, you put Audrey through in that same category, right? Fell off injury. I guess Rodgers and Alex Smith have both kind of worked out. I Sean guess Sullivan points out here, behind the glass with me, uh, Rivers and Eli. That's another one that panned out. Rivers, Eli. and well, I think Rodgers. you left out another name from that uh, trio. Oh, good boy. <sighs> the best of the three, Roethlisberger. 
you laugh like that's a ridiculous assertion to make. Yeah, the third place guy is the one who was the best, who is the best, without the doubt about the ridiculous. Without a doubt, Drew Blet, what Roethlisberger? You don't think Roethlisberger is clearly the winner of? If you if you redrafted that, do you think anybody I mean, would argue with that? Number two QB. Oh, no, wait a so. so if we're doing if we're doing. If we're oh come on! Rap, don't that this is going. too far. I've appreciated your <laughs> reckless wait, talk wait, wait, today, wait, 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 but now saying. you're going now you're going too far. So you're saying it's a slam dunk if we do it a is draft an duo. absolute a draft slam duo. dunk that Ben Roethlisberger has had a better NFL career than Philip Rivers has. Let's flip this. So if we took Big Ben, yes, and we put him in San Diego, and we put Philip Rivers in Pittsburgh, where they really wanted him. I know. Originally. And, you know, the Giants really wanted uh, really wanted Big Ben. Right. So, does Phillip take San Di- – I mean, does Ben take San Diego to the Super Bowl as opposed to where Phillip has it to this point? Are we I'm, not, I'm not somebody who plays what if, Bucky. That's not my thing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no more NFLs? Is that what you're <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. I mean, simply saying it's such a slam dunk. It is an abs. I mean, you're well, yes, you're countering with speculation. I'm countering. I'm giving you fact. Three Super Bowl appearances, two victories. There's no question who the better quarterback has been. Come on, Bucky. There's only. I'll tell you this too, real quick, Buck. Who gets a gold jacket out of those three guys? One, two, or three of them. Two. Eli gets the other one. You think Phil Phil winds up never getting a gold jacket? I don't think he gets a gold jacket. No. Well, so then how can you say that Phil Rivers is as good as Ben Roethlisberger? Well, I'm saying some of his circumstance. All right. Okay. Now, on this, you're wrong, Bucky. But overall, a strong performance. Once again, we'll wrap it up. So much more meat on this bone, even though we are into May now. We got the summer months coming. I want to do some even more fun stuff. Black Tie is making some crazy talk about his basketball ability. We got to dig into that in future episodes. In fact, I think we have to actually take it out of the studio and out onto the blacktop and see really what he has. What he has. Matter of fact, I think we have to find out. It's high time to find out what everybody in these four walls has. I'm with that. In athletic endeavors, I think we should be playing basketball. I think we need to organize a whole decathlon and figure out who is the best athlete here at NFL Media, players included. You know what? Damashek might just steal this thing. Who knows? We'll see when we get out there for it. We'll talk about it more. We'll do another podcast this week, right, Black Tie? Yeah, Thursday podcast. Okay. All right, so we'll be back uh, for that uh, later in the week. In the meantime, thanks to Bucky Brooks and thanks to you. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.